Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on cranberry.fm, episode number 293. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my stand-in co-host today is my company's senior SEO, Scott Fanak. Hey, buddy. How's it going today? Good morning. Summer is finally here. I'm fantastic. <laughs> yes, me too. What a weekend we just had. Oh, my God. Uh, I was even it's- snorkeling in this beautiful ocean without a wetsuit. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, good times. Um, now, we, we, we've we socked a lot into this show, so we better get rocking. Um, let's uh, start off with a um, uh, post about Bing, of all things. So let's start with something new. Um, Bing has launched bots for local businesses. Yeah, I think this is pretty interesting. This is a Search Engine Land article. Um, Matt McGee noticed this had been launching. Anyway, he says, apparently, it's only for restaurants. But uh, to quote them here, users can get then get basic questions about the business answered through the bot, such as, do you have outdoor seating? If there's a question it can't answer, the bot will refer the user to a phone number, unquote. So, um, I, again, only for restaurants right now, but I think this is pretty ingenious uh, and definitely uh, a, a small peek at what the future holds. Uh, I, I don't even know. <laughs> You'd have to sit down for a while to figure out where this is going to lead because uh, bots are so basic right now. But you just know it's coming. It's going to be way more advanced. Have you seen many bots in use yet, Scott? Uh, just a little chat bots, kind of like what they're talking about here where, you know, you sort of you type in your answer and based on a keyword, it spits out some random templated response. Yeah. Um, but it's but not a bad idea, see them. is it? You know, I, I'm personally not a big fan of them, but I could definitely see how people could use them and how they're, you know, they have their place for sure. Um, as long as the database they're pulling from is comprehensive enough to have some sort of use. Yeah, well, exactly. And and they before you can get it set up, you have to answer some questions for Bing, uh, again, before it's enabled, uh, so they have something to work from. Uh, I, I know recently, uh, a month ago, I bought an AppSumo uh, deal, which was for uh, a chatbot for your website. Um, and the idea, again, is to fill it with a bunch of questions and answers and uh, let it handle any of those when people might be online and have questions. I thought it might be worth a shot. You know, if it, if it increases conversions even by 0.5%, why not, right? Um, and they're, they're generally not annoying. You can click them, make them disappear. Um, but to have the option there might be worthwhile. Could even be interesting to get some of the uh, uh, the data from them, like what questions are people answer asking when they're on the site. Uh, that might be interesting too. If they let you save that data and actually see, you know, some statistics there, that would be fantastic for creating an FAQ and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, and building specific pages around specific questions. Um, I wonder if, yeah, and yeah, like you say, uh, I was thinking of it from this this program's point of view, but yeah, I mean. Uh, from Bing's perspective, will you be able to see those questions? That's pretty phenomenal. Uh, I hope so. Well, what would be great as well is if the business owner could add a link with their answer as well. So, you know, if someone asks 
where can I find your menu? Oh, our menu's on our website. Here's a link to it. You know, stuff like that. Because I'm finding menus for small restaurants and it's specifically sushi restaurants in where I live. They don't really post their menus online or they don't have websites. So you have to go digging through a Facebook post to find an image of their menu, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to, you know, throw a link in with your answers to help people find that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And then and there's some of those sites that have those, but then they're out of date. And I, I really don't understand why they don't have a website. It could just be a menu. That's it. <laughs> the homepage. Here's our menu. Hard. Click here. Yeah. Call us. Done. It'd be so simple. I don't even care if they use Wix. I'm not a big fan, but what the hell? It's <laughs> easy. It's done. Better, better than nothing. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it drives me. It's a, a little pet peeve of mine. But uh, Whatever. <laughs> okay, so uh, a next one here is a study um, that argues Yelp drivers higher conversions than Google and Facebook. Now, no big surprise here. The study was commissioned by Yelp. However, to add some credibility, it was created by Nielsen, and Nielsen Metrics is uh, a pretty substantial company with a good reputation. And a quote here, the survey of 2,000 adults found that 92% of respondents said they made a purchase after visiting Yelp, at least sometimes, frequently, or almost always. Some of the additional findings were that 74% of the consumers searching online for a local business turned to consumer online review sites at least monthly. Yelp ranked above other online review sites as most trusted, most influential, and most useful. I would love to see the questions they put out here and see how impartial they really were. Um, I wonder, I have to look that up. I'm sure they have, I think they have to put that out there so you can verify the, the, the quality, the quality control. It'll be an interesting read, um, you know, with all that time we have. I, I, yeah, I, I have to wonder as well, though, <laughs> does this study cover all industries? Because I would expect... Rest, the restaurant industry, just like with Ping, the restaurant industry, you'd have a much higher conversion rate because people are looking, again, for menus and, and they're looking for the reviews of which sushi restaurant should I go to. Whereas if you are a, a home appliance repair company, I would guess that your conversion rate would probably not be 92%, you know, in that industry. So I wonder if, if they just sort of stuck with a couple like hotels and restaurants and things like that or if they if it's kind of site-wide or, or how they approach that that is interesting um and i can't actually find that info which is a good it's a very good question i think we should uh, learn a little more about that um uh, some of the other stats here was that 79 percent of yelp users say they are looking for a business they can visit multiple times and 55% of yelp users searching for restaurants have ordered takeout or delivery from a restaurant they found on yelp these are Yelp users, though. <laughs> Makes good sense. <laughs> um, but to back it up, uh, this is a really great article, by the way. It's by uh, Greg Sterling on Search Engine Land. I highly recommend reading it. The, 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 the title is Study Argues Yelp Drives Higher Conversions Than Google and Facebook. I'm only skirting through some of the good data that's on here. But you know, he, he backs it up with some uh, a non-sponsored study conducted by Burke for the local search association. They polled more than 8,000 consumers in 2016 and found they were more likely to connect with a local business. Call, email, store visit, so on. And I'm quoting here. Um, after a visit to a review site versus other channels. So ratings or review site, 65% of people uh, found those useful. Social network, 61%. Search engine, 59%. Pretty interesting. I mean, it makes 
good sense. Social network actually, I'm kind of surprised it says high. It's actually higher than search engines because, frankly, um, I don't know about you, but uh, based on a specific election, I don't really put a lot of stock in social anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going there? No, no. That's as far as we go, but that's, I, I, yeah. I, I'll just say I, I agree. <laughs> um, my skepticism of, of social info is extremely high. Um Especially with the social networks, because generally if someone's sharing something, I mean, if it's a friend of mine, totally. You know, a friend of mine saying, hey, I went to this restaurant, had a fantastic time. You know, that's without a doubt. You know, I know the person. I know that they're not there just to sell. That's good. Um, so hopefully that's what they meant. Uh, yeah, anyways, trust everything I post. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Not that I'm living nearby, but <laughs> now, now that I know that. <laughs> um, okay, uh, uh, actually, let's. Uh, yeah, well, let's do one more here before a break. Here, so uh, this is interesting. This is from Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable. He's always on top of any kind of updates. Um, as I'd say, his uh, probably the, a big differentiator on his site versus the others, like SEM Post and such. He's he's always on top of the slightest shift. Um, in this case, uh, he's th- there's been a, a rather large ranking and algorithm shift over the last uh, week, and there's no there's no sure answer why, but uh, it's been reported by Barry that the people who have websites that were hit were badly hit. Now, that said, the complaints have been nowhere near as frequent as any of the major updates of the past, such as Penguin and Panda. Um, and to quote uh, Barry here, the tools are still going insane. Mozcast, uh, SCR Metrics, Algaroo, Advanced Web Rankings, AccuRanker, Rank Ranger, and SEM Rush all still show signs of huge changes even over the past couple days. So a week of crazy algorithm and ranking shifts in Google. Unquote. I can't say we've seen a lot of it from our end. Have you, Scott? I, I haven't seen any. Well, none of our clients have been hit badly, um, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I haven't really seen much of anything going on, um, aside from people talking about it, but I haven't firsthand noticed anything as of yet. Yeah, I find that a lot of people are... Um and, and uh, that are watching this, I, I, don't get me wrong. I find it interesting to to read it, but I think a lot of them are are you know their bread and butter is everything online. So they have to 100% focus on these. Not that I think they could really do anything to respond to it that quickly <laughs> and make a difference, but um, they're a little slightly obsessive, and and uh, I think it's it's good for our industry. It's always nice to get that info, but uh, I well, don't think I could ever run a business like that without yeah. dying of stress. Well, as more websites are uncovered that have been hit, I think we'll maybe be able to find some sort of common thread between them that shows what's going on. But right now, it's pretty hard to say without having a list of all the sites that have been, you know, demoted, I guess. Not really demoted, but, you know, hurt from these updates. Yeah, agreed. All right, well, let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we have some Mueller files. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. 
Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to... Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. Cranberry, Cranberry Radio. We're everywhere. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company's senior SEO, Scott Van Eck. <laughs> the Mueller Files, uh, good old John Mueller. Confirming something that we uh, know and well, the fact is, it, it, I guess it's always interesting to hear something and, and get some confirmation. But in this case, uh, if there's a statement here that uh, there is not a limit to how many times a URL can show on the first page of search results. Um, so and, and to quote John exactly, because uh, there is uh, often benefit in doing that, there is no hard limit on the number of times a site can appear in a search results page set. Unquote. Some queries, especially the more long tail and unique, can show a site multiple times on the first page of the Google results. Um, so I don't see that very often. It's usually on extremely low competition uh, searches. Uh, Scott, you're probably on there searching more than I am. But what do you what do you think of this? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm seeing it more frequently where you know you've got a single domain showing up two, three, four, sometimes even five times in the top ten. But again, yeah, it's really for the long tail. I've never seen it for anything high competition or or really general or broad. It's usually quite specific and mostly for, uh, from what I've seen, local businesses. So like kind of a long tail local based phrase is where I've seen this sort of thing most commonly. But I haven't really been noting it as much, but I have seen that, oh, I don't know, they seem to be coming up more frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, uh, it's it's one of those bits of intel that it's always helpful to uh, again get some confirmation of. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that believe there are rules in place for these. I think it's just a matter of Google being sure that diversity is important. And although they may not have a rule against this, their algorithm could skew towards obviously having diversity, not having the same page show all the time, which really would. It makes sense. It's not exactly a great experience for a user. But if you know, and if you've got a niche website or something where your content truly justifies showing up three or four times or whatever it may be, I mean, you justifiably should show up. Yeah, and not the um, same URL though, right? No, no, not the same URL, but just the same top level domain. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this next bit I really enjoyed. Um, and this is uh, the Eish files, Gary Eish. Um, uh, Mueller's 
compadre, compadre uh, at Google, uh, another person who puts out Intel, um, whether it's useful or not is up to you, uh, from Google. Anyway, he has said that uh, he might publish uh, some content on SEO myths, and he's asked for topics. So that was SEO myths, which ones that are new. And uh, here, I'll, I'll quote him here. I'm thinking about doing a myths debunked blog post on the Webmaster's Google blog. Any newish myths that you'd like to see debunked, unquote. Now, <laughs> um, I, I didn't see much in response um, on the post where I saw this. I believe it was, yeah, it was Search Engine Roundtable, but I went to the Twitter, uh, original Twitter posting, knowing <laughs> there'd be a lot of responses, and there were. And I took a, a, an accounting of some of these, and the, the, some of these are just great. So let's start with Marie Hines. Haynes. Hers is, and I quote, how about the belief that everyone should disavow spammy junk links, i.e. from scraper sites and other random non-SEO made links, unquote. What do you think of that, Scott? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with it. Like, don't disavow everything. Don't, yeah. <laughs> I, you, know, you know, people jump to conclusions and see some bad links that they think might be bad and they start disavowing everything. But if you're not seeing any kind of penalties or or reason to want to disavow, unless it's you know, exceptionally bad and beyond inappropriate, you know, they're probably not hurting. Yeah, I, I mean, it's part of a natural profile, too. I mean, I wouldn't be stressing about it. If I go and I find a thousand junk links from one site, sure, I'll block that site. Um, if I find a few, I'm not going to stress out. Uh, it's just simply not uh, that important. Um, I guess there are always... I'm thinking like John Carcutt here. Uh, there's always exceptions to the rule. Let's say you've already got a bad reputation with Google and you're trying to repair it. Then maybe you want to be hyper vigilant about any junk links. Um, that's really the only example I can think of, though. The next question or the next uh, suggestion here is from Glenn Gable. Uh, or Actually, no, I don't think it was Glenn Gable. I must have written that wrong. It must be Glenn Gabe. Anyway, uh, quote here. That there's a limit or ceiling to how much Google organic traffic a site can receive per day. I've heard that many times from companies. Unquote. <laughs> Funny, I've never heard that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's a that's an enterprise level suggestion. I think I, I haven't heard that myself either. But um, I can see why that would be something that you'd want to debunk. I, I would never ever think that there's a limit to how much traffic you can get from Google. Uh, I mean, maybe if you're – no, actually, I can't even think of a simple, single example. Even if you're a lawyer uh, and you happen to be the head of a major case, you might get a ton of traffic. There's no limit. Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> if that is something that's common, I'm sure it will be responded to by Gary. Uh, the next one is Praveen Sharma. Uh, Praveen uh, mentions, quote-unquote, long posts are better than short posts. I don't understand why people think that that without considering searchers' intent. Unquote. Yes, I agree. Now there is a fair amount of evidence that I've seen in regular. Or no, I can never point to the ones. I just <laughs> I have a memory for reading it. That's about it. Where there have been examples shown that longer posts have uh, there's a correlation that they do show up better in search results. Uh, they have a better chance. Now, and that makes sense, right, to a degree. Uh, if the content is well-written um, and extremely thorough, it tends to be longer. Um, if it's just well-written, 
and answers the question a person needs is really looking for. And I think that's where Praveen gets to searcher's intent. It doesn't yeah. have to be long. It can be a few couple paragraphs. It's simply answering the question perfectly. There you go. You got it. Uh, any thoughts there you want to add, Scott? Well, I would just say that if you've got a blog and that's like your main content for your site and you have a thousand short blog posts, then I think I would agree that long posts are better in a sense because like, you need to have a bit of a balance there. Right. Um, but yeah, you, you definitely, you know, as long as you've got what needs to be explained in that post, as long as the, the bulk of it is, is value, I, I don't think length is really, <laughs> size isn't important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all about I, how you write it. Your wife's just being kind. Okay. Um, yeah, she's not here. <laughs> uh, the next one here, and I love this one, is from Gianluca Fiorelli. I just wanted to say that, first of all. Um, what a great name. Anyway, to quote him, um, almost everything that includes, and this is how ranked brain works. <laughs> Unquote. <laughs> so true. Oh, I hate those. I, I mean, it's interesting sometimes because it's, it's depending on the person that writes it. But come on, I, it is probably changing weekly. I mean, it's an, it's a, a intelligent algorithm. Um, we're talking machine language. It's going to be constantly changing, and and although how it affects search results is is intriguing. There's no, uh, you know, it's 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 not high in the list of things that you can you can even affect. So. Uh, any additional thoughts there, Scott? No. <laughs> there we go. Fair enough. I thought that might be the case. So the next one's from Jim Stewart. <laughs> yeah. He, he's a quote here. Got asked about PBNs today. Not new, but still prevalent. So for those listeners out there who don't know what the heck we're talking about here, PBNs are uh, uh, pr- uh, public backlink. No. Oh my gosh, I just lost it. What is it? Uh, private... Blog networks, I think, yes, something like thank that. Yes, thank you, thank you. There yes, we go. yes, yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I got it. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm not even sure that's perfect. Anyway, why am yeah, I? I? Yeah, I, I have a total brain fart right now. Anyway, the idea here is that you're creating a network of blogs that all interlink to each other to try and build authority. It's artificial authority creation. Google is not a fan, and uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people that, that pitch it, and we've had a few ones over the last while that have mentioned it and said, well, I'd like to get a PBN. I just turned them away. There's no way we're doing that. You know, you have to build it long term. We do not want the stress, frankly, uh, of, of a site that we run um, that has any kind of uh, instability in the future that, like, that we could control. And that is definitely one of them. The PBNs are constantly being out, are sourced out by Google and punished. Well, so. it's full on spam. I, I, people sometimes say they're just all gray hat, but I think it's black all the way. Like it's definitely black hat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, there, there's no, there's no valid reason to do it. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, private bank, ah, PBN, private backlink <laughs> network, some different private blog network. There we go. I think that's what uh, I to said. To quote. Uh, Lion Seal? Huh, interesting. That's a new site I haven't seen before. Is a network of authoritative web... Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Websites used to build links to your money websites for the purpose of ranking higher in the Google search engine. A money website is the website you intend on ranking, i.e. the one that actually makes money. All right, there you go. 
I have fixed that complete flub. Okay, and this next <laughs> one's a good one, too. Uh, from Colleen Clark, to quote, that there are like four people who know the Algo's secret sauce and are locked up somewhere in Europe. <laughs> Again, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, and it, but it's true. I, I, we do, and I'm sure Scott, you've seen this too. We, you get the odd nitwit in our industry. Uh, I, I'm, I'm ashamed to even say that they're in our industry because not really, as far as I'm concerned. But um, they certainly reflect upon us that state they have some sort of insight that no one else has into the Google algorithm. The secret sauce, and they know it all, and oh, God. Anyway, if you hear that, run. Run the other direction. Um, even though the best and brightest minds, and that's certainly not including me, but the best and brightest minds have a difficult time keeping up to date on this stuff. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'll be doing it 20 years, but I still learn constantly, and, and that's why I say I'm practicing SEO. Uh, same with Scott here. We're always learning, so... Uh, it, you want a, a dose of humility from anyone you're going to work with in the SEO world. Um, the next one is from Paul Sanders. How about Google's AI is now so good that SEO is irrelevant? <laughs> yeah. Don't hear that very often, but that would be a good one to nip in the bud. Um, we certainly had it at the beginning when the uh, uh, Google Rank Brain came out. People were saying, oh, SEO is now dead, which... As anyone who listens to the show more, fairly regularly, I just love that that phrase. Uh, not um, <laughs> it's, anyway. It's it, never going away. No, it's not. It's it's the best link bait. It seems a lot of people can even think of, which is kind of pathetic. But um, anyway, I'm sure it gets lots of clicks. Uh, so no, Google's rank brain is never going to completely replace SEO, even when it's brilliant. There's going to be ways because it's a person, just like a person. It, it, they're, they're being modeled after us to provide results that work for us. Well, we're pretty easy to manipulate, aren't we? <laughs> so, uh, just well, the thing is, the, the AI still has to base that website relevance on something. So, what is it basing that something on? Well, the SEO. Well, <laughs> and the content, and the this, and the that, and the. You, you know, it can't replace it. It, it just can't. Can it? I don't, I don't, I don't see so. how. We, we've got good no. job security, buddy. We're good. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> it's just going to change. I mean, look at how much it's changed over the past 10, 15, 20 years. Jeez. Uh, exponentially different. <laughs> when I started doing this, the job was nothing that it is now, but mm. it still exists. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, um, I'm... Uh, the last show we did, if anyone hasn't seen it or listened to it, you have to listen to it. It was fantastic. It was an interview with Joy Hawkins. Uh, she wrote the latest book, uh, The uh, S Expert Guide for Local SEO, and it was fantastic. What a great uh, interview. But I'm actually reading that book now, and i got to say, uh, it's humbling. Um, I've been doing local SEO for a while, but there is no question uh, Joy has, has her has her shit together. <laughs> Put it <laughs> bluntly. Uh, extremely inthor- uh, informative. Uh, lots of stuff I didn't uh, really know. I, I, I'm Even the ones I sort of wasn't sure of, she's got direct, clear answers for. So very impressive. Um, a little pitch for her there. I think yeah, you should check it out. You can find her... Uh, 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 I think it's at local... And let me just double check here. Local... Yeah, localu.org. That's localu.org, and you'll be able to find more information on her, her, her guide. Anyway, well worth it. Um, 
The next one is uh, from Matthew Palermo. Quote, unquote, the myth that Google Analytics data is used to determine or influence rank. Yes, please. I'd love to hear that out there. That's um, I actually had that just a week ago. Um, one of my clients was telling me that, uh, you know, they're very concerned because, you know, they don't see the information in Google Analytics that they think needs to be there to get the rankings they need. Now, that, that, you know, to a degree, if they were asking the right questions and they were looking at the right things, that would be true. <laughs> Oh, maybe. Yeah. But uh, no, they they had put too much weight on it, and they believed that Google Analytics was being thoroughly mined to determine whether or not they were ranked, you know, to, to help them with their rankings. And I, uh, I don't agree with that. I can see how that myth would exist, though, because, like, really, if Google used the data in analytics to help determine rankings, I mean, it could do a phenomenal job. There's so much useful intel in there. Mm-hmm. But if they did it, could you imagine the PR nightmare? Like, I don't think they could recover from that. Like, that would be massive class action lawsuits, probably. Like, I can't even imagine the, the yeah. privacy concerns there. And, and I've gotten so used to just putting everything out on the line, I probably wouldn't care all that much as long as it was anonymized. But uh, uh, perhaps to a degree, some of that's used? I don't know. We'd have to look at the terms and conditions. I bet that's been updated a few times since it launched. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and uh, another good uh, laugh out loud one here from VZ, just a one-namer here. Uh, he says, uh, quote, unquote, please debunk the don't be evil Google myth, <laughs> end quote. Yes, that has changed since they went public, in my opinion, too. Uh, Google, uh, you know, they're a pretty good company. I've got respect for them, but uh, I wouldn't say they haven't been evil. Do they even say don't be evil anymore, anywhere? That's or has that question. been pulled entirely? I wonder if that, maybe they are evil now. Maybe they're allowed to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have to they, check. Don't be too evil is the new one. Yeah, <laughs> just, be, just be a little evil. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's some interesting ones there. Um, it should be interesting to see what Gary chooses to Gary Es chooses to post in uh, his debunking post. But uh, uh, until then, there's some ideas. And if you have any other ones you'd like to see him do, um, you can submit to him at webmasters.googleblog.com. That's webmasters.googleblog.com. Just go there and submit some of your ideas that uh, you'd like to see debunked. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we've got some new news about Google My Business. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. 
TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Money doesn't grow on trees. So you'll probably have a better chance of growing your business with cranberries. What? Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company's senior SEO, Scott Van Eck. So this is great news. Um, again, any listeners that have been on around for a while have known that I'm a little annoyed at how uh, the average user seems to be able to add anything they want to see to a person's Google My Business profile, and it doesn't even get, you know, you don't even get a notification. I've seen the most ridiculous things added to businesses, like a uh, uh, restaurant. Doesn't have a nightclub. Okay. I, I, first, I'm concerned. I don't want to see negatives in my clients' profiles when there's really no need for it. I'm sorry. A nightclub is not a common thing you find at a hotel. Uh, <laughs> in, in any case, um, this uh, one in particular, though, uh, Marissa Nordal, the community and social media manager at Google My Business, explains that, uh, and quote-unquote here, business owners often want to be notified when customers add photos to their listing. So Google is launching a new notification for photos specifically to solve this. Yay! So this is the kind of thing we need to hear. Uh, I have seen some absolutely awful photos added to profiles. I've talked about a couple incidences in the past, one in particular for one of our clients, a hotel, which showed a derelict home next door as the hotel. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Great night- for conversions. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I can't even imagine how well that was helping. Um, in any case, uh, to be notified that that was happening would be great. I just hope uh, that they don't overwhelm us. Um, and I don't know how the, what the workaround here is, but I personally, we get a lot of notifications from Google, and there's only so many we can we can pay attention to. Uh, so I guess that's something we're going to have to figure out in-house, because I would imagine a small business doesn't get too many. But just the same, there's a lot of things they could be notifying you about. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, they're constantly changing uh, uh, how things show up in Google My Business, the different features you can have. Um, interesting things there. Anyway, I, I do like at least that they're considering notifying people that a substantial change is being made to their site, which would be an addition of a photo. Uh, the next bit here, do you want to take that, Scott? Sure. <laughs> yeah, just throw it at you there. Why not? Yeah, yeah, that the uh, Google has been seen to be dropping organic ranking results for businesses that have a featured snippet showing up. Um, now, I haven't actually seen this personally happen. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever actually seen a featured snippet for a site where there was not an organic result to go along with it. So this is actually pretty interesting that they're starting to do this. If uh, Apparently they are in a few places. Um, it's, it was at the SEM post uh, where I saw it reported. Um, yeah, so it, it appears the rollout's either a very large test or um, a full-on rollout. They're not sure. Um, but And that's a comment from Jen over at the SEM post. But uh, yeah, essentially the uh, it's... No longer that if you so if you have a featured snippet, your organic ranking that was below it, which was there before in most cases, is no longer there. Um, again, for the people who are seeing this, that's what's happening. That's gonna suck. 
that's really going to suck for small businesses and or anyone who who had both. Um, it was a pretty awesome, uh, you know, uh, one-two punch getting that extra exposure. But from a user's perspective, it makes a lot of sense. You know, you're already getting a featured snippet. You're showing up quite well. Uh, let's move on to other sites that are showing up below you. Well, I, I am curious what would happen, though, if they then lost the featured snippet with their organic ranking come back. You'd hope so. That would you would sense. hope so. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so let's see. We got a couple questions from the SEO community here, the uh, uh, SEO 101 community on Google+. And this first one is from, I'm going to go right down actually to start at the bottom here because I did them in the wrong order, is from Levi Brewer. And it's changing the URL and SEO impact. Okay, this is a bit of a, a read, so I'll read it off here. Hi, everyone. When I first started my website, baltimorepsychologist.com, I had one location and the URL made sense for me. Several years later, I now have three locations, two of which are outside of Baltimore. I find this to be particularly frustrating at times, especially as it pertains to Google AdWords, as even though I have a redirect to my company named PsychCareMD.com, AdWords does not allow redirects to be displayed. Consequently, when I want to advertise in a different city for locations outside of Baltimore, I imagine seeing a URL that has a different city and it can be a turnoff. Therefore, I am strongly considering switching how I have my setup. That is, I would like to have PsychCareMD, my brand name, the main URL, and BaltimorePsychologist.com redirect to PsychCareMD. It's currently set up to do the other way around. My question for SEO folks is this going to take away a significant amount of SEO juice. Are there things I should be mindful and careful about when doing this switch? So to uh, that's an end quote there. So to summarize this, he wants to uh, no longer use a regionally focused domain and go for a more a broader one, which is SiteCareMD, and that would allow him to target different locales without turning anyone off that might not be in that you know particular location that sees the uh, Baltimore in the domain. That makes sense. Uh, any kind of transition like this is going to see a drop in search visibility in our experience. Um, how long it's going to take is uh, another thing entirely. Uh, it, if you've got a lot of authority, then it typically can turn quite quickly because Google is paying a little more attention to your site. Uh, typically, a, a high authority site is going to get uh, some uh, more re- some regular spidering, uh, more frequent spidering. Uh, there's a lot to this. I'm trying to think through. What would your what would you your thoughts be, Scott? You're the audit guy. Well, definitely the number one and most 101 answer, which suits the name of the show, so that's good. Is a 301 redirects. So if you put the 301 redirects in properly, and you've got your internal pages on the existing site directed over to where they need to be on the SiteCare MD site, you know, from my experience you'll probably see a bit of ranking decline, but things tend to follow along with the redirects. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to be dead in the water. And if you reach out to some of your inbound links that you have, assuming you have some, you know, take one of the tools out there. There are a ton of them out there, uh, Majestic SEO or, or whatever, and look at some of your inbound links and find the ones that have the most authority and reach out and try to get those sources changed to point to the new site. Um, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the redirect will kind of help, of course, but I, I think even going through the 301, you're going to lose a little bit every time. 
So if you can avoid the redirects as much as possible, but set them all up, get a blanket redirect in there, and then work on changing those links. Um, make sure the site has, you know, if it's the exact copy of the old site, you're okay. But if you're starting from scratch, make sure, you know, you've got good content in there and, and all of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, it, the, uh, the one thing I'd add is that, uh, or, or sort of uh, expand on, is that uh, when you're doing this switchover, you're not switching any URLs other than the core d- domain. So you can use a blanket 301. Um, that means that you don't have to individually redirect every page because uh, the URL is like the, the root, the top-level domain is the only part changing. Uh, that makes things a ton easier. And uh, I, I think that that probably has the highest quality transition for you. Um, now, if you're going to be making changes to the look and the, the feel of the site as well, because you're changing the branding, that could have more of an impact. And, and again, that can delay things a little more if, if, if things appear to be changed on the site as well. Oh, would you agree, Scott? Uh, 100%. 100%. Okay. Um, I'd add, too, though, if he, if he makes a change or anybody out there makes this kind of change, do it right around your low period of the year, assuming you have one. Um, <laughs> don't Don't make the change right at your peak. Like August, you know, do it during yeah. the quiet time, assuming uh, psychologists aren't so busy then. Yeah, I, I have no idea when they're quiet. Yeah, <laughs> no I, I know it's not around Christmas because isn't that when the suicide rate is high? So they're probably busy around Christmas. Oh, so dear. yeah. <laughs> so I, I shouldn't have gone there, but it's probably true. Yeah. Uh, I think it is. Depression actually. would be high, then I guess makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I think it is. Um, yeah. So summer people are probably less depressed. You don't have uh, uh, seasonal disorders and stuff kicking in in the summer. They kind of I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm reaching here, but I think I might be right. Do it okay. in the summer probably. Okay. Thanks, Levi. Uh, we've <laughs> talked before on the phone, so I uh, hope things are going well and business is great. I believe this is uh, for his mother. I'm not sure if it's his business or not. But anyways, I hope all is well. Okay, uh, this next question is from Chris Clayton. Does negative SEO work? My short answer is yes, unfortunately it does. But here we are. This is a bit of a read as well, but I do think it's important. In an earlier post, I mentioned that traffic from Google to one of my sites fell by fell dramatically over the last few days, over 80%. Mark Taylor kindly confirmed that I had that he hadn't w- witnessed a similar fall on his sites. As a result, I focused on my backlinks. Yay, Mark Taylor! Okay, from using Ahrefs, which for all listeners is a awesome uh, link review tool. Get back to the note here. Uh, because, uh, okay, so from using Ahrefs because Search Console is worse than useless, it appears that over the last couple of months I've been receiving a large number of spam backlinks. In fact, I've received 50 in the last 24 hours alone, all containing names of pharmaceutical product, products from Viagra to Cialis, etc. in anchor text. This coincides with the fall in my dr- traffic from Google over the last couple of months. It's relatively gradual at first, but dramatic since Sunday. Now, uh, I'll pause now and say that uh, there was been so, was some great uh, input that uh, from some some of the listeners on the first part of this post. Um, there are some of the uh, active people on their Google uh, or the local, yeah, geez, SEO 101 community. Um, and they were suggesting that he look into a little further and look at the different domains, how many domains there were, how much authority they had, et cetera, um, you know, whether or not they were hacked, you know, the kind of stuff that you need to, to look at. Some good advice. So here's an update from Chris. After a bit more of investigation, I've received two types of spam links. The first came up from a single domain a little over three months ago from China. 
I've got around 600 links from it alone, but no spam in the anchor text. The second was the second wave started about four days ago from multiple sites with the Viagra and all in the anchor text. And it is these which have caused my Google traffic to plummet. I think some of these are hacked sites, while others have been set up for spamming purposes. I've disavowed all of them. Okay, well, this is good info. Um, he's done what I think he should have done. Um, he, when you see this kind of uh, impact, you've got to get your act together and, and track it. And you know what? The, uh, one of the big reasons I wanted to put this question in today is this is a great example of someone tracking Google Search Console. If you do not have access to Google Search Console, get it now. Take the extra time, it's very short, to make sure that you have uh, confirmed, verified your account access using Google Search Console to, to your website. So that if anything happens, if you start to see uh, any uh, urgencies or anything from Google, you can see them as quickly as possible. Google may note that there's been an increase in uh, low-quality links to your site. Uh, and, and that's something you need to be know, you need to know. You need to act on it. Now, I, this doesn't say specifically that this is how he found out about it, but it made, it sort of triggered that, uh, reminder I wanted to pass along. Uh, in this case, he probably has, uh, a system. Uh, there's a number of them out there that allows you to track any spikes or any drops in traffic and, and such. So, you, in other words, be aware. If your website is extremely important to your bottom line, you have to be aware of all this. What, one thing I want to add to this, and I don't know if he's looked into this or not, but I've seen something almost identical, identical to this happen, where uh, a person was hacked. Uh, I think it was thousands of pages of content were created on her website, and then linking just like this occurred. So there are all these Viagra pages showing, showing up on her website with new links from other spammy Viagra sites pointing into her site. Um, I don't know if he's been hacked, and, he, and these links are pointing to new pages that are have been created or if they're pointing to existing pages, but definitely look into that and make sure that, you know, you haven't been. And if you have fix it. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And I, I was actually looking for that too. I was hoping he'd listed his site, but he didn't. I'm sure he's looked there. It seems like he's quite savvy. So hopefully you have, if he's listening, you'll get an email soon with the, the domain. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Chris for the question. Well, that was pretty good. We've managed to fit in a lot. So behalf, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my stand-in co-host, Scott Fanak, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on cranberry.fm. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 